Hi everyone, and thanks for joining the second episode of my podcast. Please like or subscribe to hear more about crypto and uh, blockchain. So last episode, we talked about blockchain in general, and I used Bitcoin to give a pretty rubbish explanation of how it all works. This week, we're going to continue with the Bitcoin theme, and we're going to take a look at the inventor of Bitcoin, the mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto. So back in 2008, an unknown person published a paper called Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. The paper described a new digital currency that would replace money as we know it. And afterwards, they created a forum called Bitcoin Talk under the name of Satoshi. And then in January 2009, someone called Satoshi Nakamoto released the first Bitcoin software and launched the Bitcoin network. And the very first units of Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency, uh, was created. Satoshi Nakamoto mined the first or genesis block of Bitcoin, block number zero, which had a reward of 50 Bitcoins. Embedded in the Coinbase transaction of this block was a short message. The Times, 03 Jan 2009, Chancellor on brink of second bailout for banks. The text refers to a headline in The Times that was actually published on the 3rd of January 2009, and as well as being a timestamp of the genesis date, uh, some people feel that this was timely commentary on the instability of banking. Uh, In particular, the system of fractional reserve banking, where banks are required to hold a fraction of their deposits on reserve. This, along with the extended timestamp of 1815.05 GMT uh, on 3rd of January 2009, was a pretty good indication that this was, in fact, when the first block was mined. This block is unlike all other blocks that came afterwards in that it didn't have a previous block to reference, and so it required the use of some custom code to mine it, uh, kind of like a kickstart for the network. As initially the sole and subsequently the predominant miner, Nakamoto was awarded Bitcoin at Genesis and then for 10 days afterwards. Except for a few test transactions, all of these Bitcoins remain unspent since about uh, mid-January 2009. Uh, The public Bitcoin transaction log shows that Nakamoto's known addresses contain roughly 1 million Bitcoins. At Bitcoin's peak in December 2017, this would have been worth about 19 billion US dollars, making Nakamoto about the 44th richest person in the world. More activity saw Nakamoto release the first version of the Bitcoin software to SourceForge, on the 9th of January, um, after which Nakamoto created a website with the domain name bitcoin.org. And all of this is in 2009 so far. The Nakamoto entity would continue to work with other developers on the Bitcoin software until around mid-2010, after which uh, they handed control of the source code repository and the network alert key to a guy named Gavin Andreessen. Uh, He's based in Massachusetts. Nakamoto also provided access to several related domains um, to various prominent members of the Bitcoin community and basically stopped his involvement in the project. Right up until he disappeared into the shadows, Nakamoto made all the modifications to the source code himself. So we all know that it's not unusual for people to use an alias on the internet, Um, but this was something else. The amount of input that this singular character was having on the cryptography community made people really want to know more about who it was behind the persona. Uh, And it was at this stage, really, people started to question whether it was a single person, and uh, many people had their doubts. On his P2P foundation profile, Nakamoto claimed to be a 37-year-old guy uh, who lived in Japan, but if you've read the white paper and any of the forum posts, you can tell that he isn't Japanese. 
uh, along with the fact that there's very little in the source code that indicates that he had a strong Japanese influence, uh, whoever it was also used the phrase bloody hard uh, in both the source code comments and the forum postums, which is a pretty strong indication that the person was from a Commonwealth country. And I mean, come on, it sounds like he was an Australian to me. But perhaps it was an Australian living somewhere else in the world. Um, maybe London. Stefan Thomas, a Swiss coder and active member of the Bitcoin community, graphed timestamps of Nakamoto's posts. Uh, I think there were more than 500 of them. And they show that there were no posts between midnight and 6am uh, Greenwich time. So combine this with the fact um, that there was a reference to the London Times in the timestamp, it sounds like it could be someone living in London, or at least the UK. Uh, at this point, it's probably a good time to point out that it's not me. Um, that would be pretty awesome in terms of a reveal. But there are a few candidates that have had their hat uh, thrown into the ring. One of the first suggestions was a gentleman by the name of Nick Sabo, uh, who was a crypto enthusiast, and he also worked on a paper uh, called BitGold, or described BitGold at least, and it was kind of like an early Bitcoin. Running a reverse textual analysis, internet researcher Sky Gray found dozens of unique phrases that linked Sabo's writing style to the original white paper. Um, but with all that said, Sabo still denies that he's Nakamoto. Another possibility is a Japanese-American uh, gentleman living in California named Dorian Prentice Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, and his birth name was actually Satoshi Nakamoto. His image is the one that you'll find if you Google Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, Leah McGrath, who was a reporter, asked Dorian a number of questions whilst he was at the front door of his home, uh, and he was pressed on Bitcoin, and he made one of the uh, sort of most popular revelations when he said, I am no longer involved in that, and I cannot discuss it. It's been turned over to other people. They're in charge of it now. I no longer have any connection. So this kind of stirred the pot. But in a later interview, uh, it kind of came out that uh, not only had the reporter possibly manipulated his wording, it sounded like he was actually confused as to what people were asking about. Um, he thought they were referring to his uh, previous work in the army as a military contractor. Hal Finney is another potential candidate um, to be the uh, mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto. Finney was a pre-Bitcoin cryptograph cryptographer, um, and he was the second person after Nakamoto to make use of the software. Uh, he would file bug reports, he'd suggest improvements, etc. He, he was also the uh, first ever to receive Bitcoin, and he confirmed in an interview that he was a recipient of the first ever Bitcoin transaction when Satoshi sent 10 coins as a test. Further adding to the speculation that Finney was involved in the creation of Bitcoin was his correspondence with Nick Sabo, uh, and the fact that he lived blocks apart from Dorian Prentice Satoshi Nakamoto. But unfortunately we'll never know the truth from him, uh, because Finney died in uh, 2014. Yet another possible contender for the Satoshi Nakamoto title is Craig Wright, finally an Australian. This one's a bit more interesting, because in November 2015, Gizmodo received an anonymous email from someone stating that not only did he know that Craig Wright was the creator of Bitcoin, but that he'd also uh, worked for him. And on December 9, hours after Wired certified that Wright was indeed Nakamoto, um, the AFP, or Australian Federal Police, raided his home afterwards stating that the matter is unrelated to recent media reports regarding the digital currency Bitcoin. 
Sounds pretty dodgy to me. Anyway, afterwards, Wright deleted his internet presence, um, basically wiped himself off the face of the earth, until uh, a year later, in May 2016, when he stepped forward and revealed himself as the creator of Bitcoin, um, basically saying that he had proof to back up the statement, um, which, funnily enough, never came to light. The final twist to this story um, came earlier um, in the month of August 2018. Uh, Crypto Twitter basically saw a flurry of tweets between um, Craig Wright and a guy by the name of Phil Wilson. So, um, yeah, in a bit of a twist, they, they talk about a tulip trust and there was documentation that was linked to this, uh, where basically a trust was described between three parties, so Craig Wright, Dave Kleiman, um, and at least one other person, um, that said that all Bitcoin should be returned to Craig Wright on the 1st of January 2020. Um, so a million, a million Bitcoin, basically, um, could potentially fall back into Craig Wright's possession as a result of this trust. And if that's true, um, get ready for some volatility, folks. But who knows? So Satoshi, whoever he is, or the group of people, sounding like there might be three or four people involved, um, have taken great care to keep their identity secret. They've used the latest encryption methods in in all communications. So it's not really surprising that he's been able to keep himself um, under wraps if he's supposedly a computer genius. But what do you think? Um, I mean, I think it's probably a group of individuals. Maybe it was um, one or two of the individuals that we've talked about here today. But maybe there was one main driver, Um, so one of these people was actually Satoshi Nakamoto, but no one really knows right now. So we're going to have to wait and see. I think the biggest telltale sign is going to come on the 1st of January 2020. seems to be um, pretty convenient that uh, these individuals keep stringing it out, Um, but all we can do now is wait. So thanks for listening to podcast number two. Perhaps in future we'll explore some of the other shadowy figures in the world of blockchain. But for now, uh, you better get to work, go to sleep, or whatever it is you really should be doing. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.